everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, here we are. We are back again. And today we are covering Cherry Falls. That is correct. We are officially waving goodbye to the 90s. We are saying goodbye to Britney Spears. We are saying goodbye to our seventh season. Hit me, baby, one more time. We're now in the early aughts, like 2000 exactly. And technically this movie was a 99 bitch, but like things have happened. This movie is late 90s all over it like right right this is why y'all let movies happen when they happen because like that was the first time they fucked around and found out they were like mm, they put her out yeah because she again. Uh, <laughs> and then she came out in 2000 we're like it's a whole new world <laughs> <laughs> yes yes before we get into the actual movie though we have to thank horror press llc our friends that helped us do a giveaway I love giving away other people's shit because we're poor. But other people can sometimes afford a Blu-ray. <laughs> and we love giving that out. Right, because this movie, it's kind of hard to find, right? It's its a diamond in the rough or, a, you know. It's the reason we had to tell the girls it's coming because you you will never see it on streaming except for AMC Now. Um, because <laughs> after we bought our DVDs, AMC Plus is like, you know what? They deserve a little Cherry Falls this year. <laughs> <laughs> But congratulations to our podcast friend, Jamie. Not the glitter burrito Jamie we normally have on, but a different Jamie. Other Jamies exist, y'all. There are other Jamies? Mind blown. Right? (laughs) All the Jamies listening are like, bitch. I thought (laughs) glitter burrito trademarked the name. And so, I mean, I guess they just pay her royalties every time that they... I think they should have to. (laughs) (laughs) We're just kidding, other Jamie. We're we're just kidding. don't, Don't send Jamie... Burrito, I feel like any... we have two fierce Jamies have a fight. There and... <laughs> Only one can stand. It's like the Highlander. Oh. Finish her. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Shall we jump into this? Because we got to discuss. Before we do, when did you know about this movie? Because I heard Whisperings as a kid, and USA advertised it once or twice. And then I was like, three years ago, when Michael Kennedy was like, hey, this is on Shutter, everybody get on it. And I was like, what? And I got on it. And I was like, yay. I, would we, I had never heard of this until you brought it up for this podcast. And I am shooketh. I am shocked. I am gooped. And all, all, all the things. Because like this movie is teenage me. To a yes. T. Like, I, if I had seen this movie, now granted it would never again. It's no Scream. It's no, you know, some of my all-time favorites. But it's it's an urban legend. You know, it's a Valentine. I feel like she is decidedly the most different of the Scream era slashers. Because everybody was like, Scream did it. She was decidedly different. And some of that is because of choices. And some of that was because of <laughs> filming things that happened. If you look at the IMDb page, um, there are some stories there. But (laughs) she is decidedly different from the other things we are being given every other week. And I like her for it. I love her for it. Yes, yes, yes. Agreed, though. Yeah, because, again, this movie is right up Teenage Me's alley. Like, this is teenage slasher, horny kids, 
There's a queer character for once, like way before mm-hmm. we had Freaky, way before we had, you know, all these great new characters that are coming out today. We had, uh, what's his name? Uh, Timmy. Timmy in Cherry Falls. Listen, I when, when I was like, we have to buy the DVD, I figured you're gonna be like, I already own it, girl. Um, so I was really shook it, and I should have known then you were not familiar because she's everything. Also, Brittany Murphy, hello, hello, goodbye, hello again. Because Brittany Murphy, a stand account, like, may she rest in her legacy because she is a underrated queen. Like, I think too many people sleep on her, and I think it's because. You could give me your thoughts, but I I think it's because she has a very distinct way of speaking and her voice is very distinct. So it's hard for her to disappear inside of a character. And so people think that that's not good acting when she's still present. She is, she is giving it for the gods. She's just not this big character actor and that's okay. She's great at what she does. And I adore Brittany Murphy. As far as I remember, everybody was living for her when she was with us. I think that after she died, people started sort of not talking about her as much for whatever reason. But like watching this made me realize we could also do Don't Say a Word. I don't remember loving it, but she's there. And if I can talk about her on this podcast, we've got to. I quote, that's my favorite performance of hers of all time. Like it is, I quote that bitch all the time. They didn't give her a way to sing song, so she just winged it and now it's a legacy. Right. I, I think that and then A Girl Interrupted are some of Brittany Murphy's best work. And like the people forget how young she was. Like she turned 18 on the set of Clueless. Right. Rolling with the homies. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and we lost her when she was like 32-ish. And so like to do everything she got to do and to, like make that legacy for herself because some actors who did not end up doing this movie were going to do this movie because she was attached and they wanted to work with her. Not because they liked the script. Yeah. yeah, and so <laughs> she was that girl, and people knew she was that girl, which is another reason why that death hit a lot of us real hard in the feels. Yes, yes, I, yeah, gone, take it, gone way before her time, or you know, I, she still had such a long career ahead of her. So sad, but we have a lot of her work to remember her by, and I think that's a positive to maybe come out of that from. Yeah, like just in this era, I was looking at the Wikipedia because I was like. So we're going to talk about the wigs later, but I'm trying to figure out why they wigged her so badly. Um, this was a 30 day shoot and she had like a cluster of movies she was working on before, during and after. And if you look at Wikipedia, there's like <laughs> movie, 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 because mama never stayed home. And so I'm, I'm thinking that's part of the reason they were like, this bad wig has to do because we can't really dye her hair and cut it right now. But the wig was wigging. The wigs are the real villains. If you've not seen this movie, stop, go watch the movie, come back. I just spoiled it. The wigs are the real villains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Oh, Dead Drop or Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yes. Oh, God. So good. She's in so many classic films. The Prophecy 2. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what was going to be talked about. She did. She was like a lightning rod. Like, we only watched 8 Mile because of her. Right. Right. I mean, I didn't watch Eight Mile at all because I refuse to look at that man any more than I have to. But uh, most, people. <laughs> <laughs> most good people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so can we also discuss who plays the father in this movie? Is it Michael Bean? Michael Bean um, from yes. the original Terminator. He played Reese. My 
default favorite older brother's name is Reese. So I had a crush on this one and it was very confusing every time I heard his name. And that's why when I see him, I'm just like, oh no. Um, it's immediately like, oh no. <laughs> because <Yeah>. childhood brain. <laughs> right. Did you grow up in a super religious? You, you grew up super religious, right? We were homeschooled. My mother had thoughts of super religious. <laughs> so you could, you could talk as a woman could talk about this more. And I've talked about this with a ton of my female friends and the early aughts or late nineties, early aughts, really from the like mid nineties to like, I feel like my entire high school career, this obsession with purity culture and this father's obsession with, with his daughter's virginity. They don't give a fuck about the dudes. His daughter's virginity is wild. Virginity is going to come up because that's this movie, but like, for him specifically, he wanted her to like pop that cherry so she'll survive. He wasn't like keep it together forever and always. And she was like, I'm I'm saving it, Dad. He's like, Don't, don't. Can you go further? It's creepy because everybody's movie wanna fuck. Everybody's movie wanna fuck each other, including him and his daughter. When they're rolling around on the floor. No, right. I meant at the at the first part of this movie when before the murders start murdering and we see that they're all killing virgins. They don't know that at first. Well, they know yeah. that. Like, she's a virgin, but, like, they don't know. Oh, do you mean when he's mad she stayed out after curfew? Yeah, and he's like, you're fucking somebody. Like, he just seemed very obsessed with her virginity. And I feel like that is a very late 90s, early aughts trope, especially for fathers, to be, like, obsessed with the purity of their daughters, which comes out of purity culture with purity rings and purity balls and all that bullshit. From him in that scene, I got that more as over-controlling fathers who, again, as somebody who was homeschooled, the people like to withhold the girls and then be like, why is she so wild when we escape? Because you're telling us we can't have what we might want. And so if you tell us we can't have it, we got to have it often. Which is why I definitely had a rotation in my 20s and would again if COVID hadn't stopped me. I, I think that we people are strict because they don't like girls. They don't like women. And so they're like, you're my property. Like so many of us are raised by men who talk to us like they own us. It's appalling. And so that's how I took it. I wasn't, I didn't ever see him being like purity ball. I did see him wanting to fuck her like everybody else though. Because again, everybody want to fuck. The, well, the, the principal's assistant opens the door, fucking him eyes. <laughs> He's eye fucking her. She's eye fucking the guest. And I was like, how are people still virgin in this town? It's dangerous to go to the grocery store. <laughs> well, and I think to a, you could look at, there's an angle to look at this purity culture and obsession with female purity and virginity as a, like you were saying, a possessive, but also a strangely sexualized view of young girls. Like the fact that in these purity balls that young girls like prepubescent, if I'm correct, or like right at the age of puberty hitting. Pledging themselves to their daddies. Pledging themselves, like getting married to your father which, if anyone knows in the Christian or in the strict conservative, because I don't like whatever, in the strict conservative Christian faith, you're supposed to be a virgin until you're married. So if you're marrying your father at the age of like 12, that's gross. I mean, all cults lead to sex, Trent, if you look at it deep enough, um, whether it's metaphorical, spiritual, or real. Um, and again, it, it's an extension of the olden times because men have never let those notions go. Like back in the 1700s, 1800s, the women in your household were your property. And so they're not supposed to bust it open until you can get three goats for it and a sham of a wedding. 
And then it's okay because you've said so. Like fathers were the original pimps. We don't talk about that enough. <laughs> and a lot of them want to go back to those days to be like, you should go do that. And like, why do why do you care who fun my fucking? But again, I didn't get that from him in that one scene. I just got it as overproductive father. And also because we know what shenanigans he fucking got up into. That's why he's very nervous about what goes on in that town. Um, Cause the sheriff was the one who was doing the shit back in the day, which we will have thoughts about. Yes. And I also want to mention before we get too far away from my thoughts on this being like a purity culture kind of theme or concept that they're playing around, playing around with. I said, it's definitely a theme of the movie. I didn't get it from that scene because I mean, it's called Cherry Falls. Um, right. <laughs> and we, we are following the only final girl who is this hard to stay a virgin. Uh, <laughs> in the face of all that. <laughs> but, and it also did make me appreciate that Timmy was there. Like, as well, because so often when we talk about sex education or uh, purity culture or anything like that, queer people get left on the sidelines. And now, granted, Timmy is a little stereotypical for me. Like, okay, yes, but it is 2000. Like, I also get that is what this is. I just enjoyed that he was there because, like, I remember being a out gay teenager in the in the Bible Belt South in sex education when I was like, well, what the fuck does this mean for me when they're teaching me abstinence only? And I literally can't get married. So I'm just going to be a virgin for the rest of my fucking life. I don't think so. Life is not supposed to be eternal in that regard. I, I think that this movie had a lot of things going for it. Definitely of its era, obviously, but like we did get to, it's interesting to see a movie because a lot of the movies back then were being geared towards teens have sex, 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 sex. Everybody gets sexy. Everybody midriff. Get it. Get it. Is Britney's boobs real? And this movie is like, what if, what if there was a town of virgins <laughs> who've always wanted to fucking get it on, but they waited until they were threatened to have to do it. And so it's kind of weird seeing them barter with each other to be like, mm, you won't last five seconds, but I do like, <laughs> this is the one thing you can get me and it'll keep us alive. <laughs> like, so. Because often they're scaring the hoes. They're being like, kids, if you have sex, you'll die. So many Christians. Um, that's, how, that's how some schools teach STDs. They're just like, if you do it, oh, you'll yeah. die. It's the and, mean girls. If you, do it, if you do it in missionary or standing up, you will get pregnant and you will die. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so it's interesting to be like, do it or you will die. <laughs> Instead of don't do it or you'll die. I think it's a very... <laughs> this messaging um it's running on a platform i support i will vote for this movie yes (laughs) yeah it's a it's a it's a good turning things on their head right which i think is probably why michael kennedy really likes this movie so much because it does the same things that like a freaky or like it's a wonderful knife kind of do they take tropes that have been around and are you know in the zeitgeist and in the culture and like flips it on its head essentially and suddenly it's now now you're having to fuck to survive i also like that this movie shows teen like none of this sex is sexy like it's so awkward this slow motion dance sex party is wild (laughs) they don't know how to be sexy this is basically footloose but instead of people getting their feet loose (laughs) they're getting they're getting something else they get their cherries fall Listen, listen, everybody got to cut loose. I <laughs> And so they don't know because again, this is giving repressed Bible Belt, which is why everybody's eye fucking everybody because you know those small towns, everybody's having an affair, everybody's cheating, everybody got like three illegitimate children. 
And this girl, music- I lived in one for like a good portion of my life. <laughs> Listen, I was about to say your zip code. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not my current zip code. My previous zip code, absolutely. And even Warrensburg, oh, Warrensburg, yeah. when Listen, we were there for sure. The zoo. So I'm gonna say the zoo. I'm not gonna say her first name, <laughs> but you know, you know she was footloosing. And it's a church. Her foot, her feet were so loose. Her, she had uh, feet. Um, she was. <laughs> she was <laughs> another Brittany Murphy movie. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she ruined many marriages. People who don't know her, um, because they're just like, who this bitch and why is she ho shaming? I'm not. This woman, this woman's a problem. Uh, she's a menace uh, to society. True. But anywho, back to this movie. <laughs> I think that these towns exist. Um, we lived in some of them. And so it's kind of fun to see this movie embrace that and be like, everybody is overly sexual, but nobody who's underage is having sex because their parents who are fucking everybody, even her mother trying to fuck her boyfriend at the top. Like, <laughs> like, can we talk about that? Can I get a cigarette? Let me sit here and suck the cigarette in front of your face, Kenny, blow the smoke in your face while I talk about how my husband doesn't give me anything. Like, I'm just like, oh, brazen. I mean, truly, it's a, it's, a, it's the storyline to at least sixty percent of all porn. Uh, <laughs> this movie has big porn energy, but unlike some of the movies before that, big porn energy, nobody really porned. Um, they just they alluded to the fact they were ready to do it. Well, and it and it's like it portrays teenage sexuality as the awkward figuring out, like the awkward. Not I don't know what the fuck to do with my hands reality of what it is you know like no teenager is I, like hey let me let me look sexy while we're fucking like what no one knows how to do that i i was so tired as a child of seeing these 35 year olds play 16 year olds who were just porn stars and i was just like um okay I don't think this is accurate, but also I'm homeschooled. I'm gonna keep watching it, but I got notes. But yeah, so I appreciated that, that it was like, this does not look appealing, which it shouldn't because it's teenagers fucking. Right, and I think that's part of why this movie works for me because it's actually being honest about that time and era of you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You just want to get it in because you know you want to get it in because hormones. But it's not just like, yeah, let's go back over Well, in this one, you might die. Listen, you got to do it to survive. <laughs> Like, which is a whole other commentary having to fuck to survive. Um, <laughs> I This movie just gets me, y'all. It gets me in so many places. But I have to go ahead and just ask, because otherwise I might forget. Who wore the wig better? Leonard or Gabriel? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Leonard ran so Gabriel could run backwards. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> wholeheartedly. <laughs> that wig... <laughs> This was the original Wignet. This is the prequel. We didn't know existed. <laughs> <laughs> that whole psycho reveal of like, I have become my mother to kill people. Like, it's also kind of ingenious, right? It takes this trope from another famous, like, yeah. iconic slasher film, turns it on its head because he's getting revenge for his mother this time. It's not like, I want to be my mom or what or whatever you, psycho and yeah. analytics we could do for <laughs> psycho but like wild yeah no like it i just also i grew up in the 90s so i saw jay moore in a lot of things but even though i know this role may read as problematic 
<laughs> for some things. I think that this is the most engaging we've ever seen him in. Like when he's like hailing his eyelashes and be like, no, tell me the story again. I don't remember. Um, just being like a little dick. I'm just like, I'm kind of obsessed with you. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I, I should feel bad, maybe kind of, but also I have to keep watching. Like this movie, it doesn't like, okay. And I'm like, I absolutely want to hear from gender nonconforming folks to like, what are y'all's thoughts on this situation? It to me, it kind of feels like a murderous drag queen more than like yeah. a trans identity kind of thing. So, but I'm curious, you know, like how do other people feel about it? For sure, exactly because I mean we're all having fun with it because it's a good movie, but also like how many politicians go up to the platform to be like people who were quote unquote other genders clothing are dangerous and so again i i think because we live in a world that's awful um there's definitely a read on this that is not as fun as some of us have with it which is why it it, it should not it should not be unspoken that's all i'm saying for sure for sure and i and i also want to say i want to mention not because i don't i don't feel like this disregard or like uh undermines what you're saying because i totally agree because we're watching this in a 2023 con- context of where our world is now. I bet you if you asked Jeffrey Wright and Ken Seldon and Jay Moore back in 2000, do you think in 23 years they're going to try and like, v- like literally criminalize wearing women's clothing? Cause like, I mean, they were always you know, trying is the thing. True. But they're succeeding in some yeah. places. You know, I don't think this is the movie's fault, but I do see that. Yeah. Art imitating life, yeah. life imitating art. You know, what is that? Like, all of the movies back then were definitely punching towards the, oh, no, there's a man in women's clothing jokes. And so, like, it's not yes. it's not yes. special. And, like, as a cis woman, I consider it be like, I don't think this one is as offensive as others, but that's not my place in history. Right. And it's not my call. I'm supposed to fucking shut the fuck up and listen. Um, and same, so, same, same. that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I, I definitely wish I'd made time to go see if I could seek out some things written or podcasts by during not conforming people and trans men and women because again and also nobody's a monolith and so there might be differing opinions and so that would also be cool to hear well similar to like sleepaway camp you know there are yes. some people that are like i never want to watch that fucking movie again and some people are like i love that movie so yeah because people aren't a monolith because things also do get reclaimed um at some point things just get right. like i've told you about that movie i grew up watching all the time just one of the guys and I was watching it again. I was like, oh, no, this is probably offensive. And Twitter's like, no, 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 no. We love it now. And it helped me figure out I was trans. And I was like, get it. But also, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at some of these things. So I'm just, I'm going to just put her down and watch her again silently with some wine quietly. Let's <laughs> say, watch it and laugh, but don't be like, this movie's so You know what yeah, I mean? Like, no. You don't have to. Bro- That's the other thing. In the, in the age of social media, you don't have to broadcast everything. The thing is, when you revisit these movies that were always problematic, but you just didn't have the capacity or vocabulary to know they were problematic, you have to understand when you're laughing with it, as opposed to when they want you to laugh at it. If the situation is something that's actually offensive, then that's a problem. Because, I mean, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So some of these movies do have jokes around the situation that are not, like, offensive hard on. Um, but also, maybe could have been done better. Um, and so I, I always love to see when things are reclaimed because like a lot of us from, (laughs) um, the minorities and the outskirts have to reclaim things. Otherwise we have nothing. And that's sad. Yeah. 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 
But back to the sexy things. I <laughs> I I really, really do love that she is the only person in this town. And I feel like virginity is not a construct. Everybody else is like, yeah, let's just get it in. And she's like, don't you want it to be special and moonlight and swans? And her friend is like, girl, get fucked so you live. I want to go to the mall this weekend. <laughs> you and I would be her friend. We would. Girl. I'm like, you did it already? <laughs> Girl, this is, it's great. Like, <laughs> I'm that person that watched It Follows and was like, I would be the biggest, I would just be fucking everybody. I'd be like, what, what you gonna do? You gonna go through all of my... <laughs> Once I got the demon out of me, I would board it up because I don't want no more demons. Um, this sequel would not be me. I'd be like, I am in the church. I am good. <laughs> my rotation's over. Uh, especially because again, mediocre sex give you a demon STD. Put that in health class. Put that shit in health class. <laughs> yes, every health class had to watch it. Listen, Mika Monroe will be like, why are so many people afraid of me? Because <laughs> you're being broadcast in schools across mid-America, bitch. Like, <laughs> why can I no longer find anyone attracted to me? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I think you've got a demon, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Abstinence or... Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I bet you somewhere in America that it's happening. That's the sad part. That's why I can't be in charge of anything. Because I would be like, okay, sex ed, but also we're going to watch It Follows. <laughs> I'm not saying you shouldn't have sex. I'm just saying that like, if you're not afraid of STDs or pregnancy, maybe this will help you figure out those are real things to be concerned about and put on fucking condom, kids. Because the boys are always trying it. Boys? Oh, Lord. If I had a dollar for every fool that thought he needed a magnum condom... <laughs> I could buy us a network, Trent. I could buy us a network. We could start our own fucking network. Like, damn. We'd have a studio in California right now. Right. We would be able to afford you and I to move somewhere so that we could record in person. We'd have summer homes there, and we could go live wherever we wanted to fucking live. I call it the we dick could do compound. anything we wanted to. I call the dick compound. That's what bought the money. Um, that's what bought the house. Men probably did something for me. Um, always, I can't feel anything. It's too tight. You have nothing to work with, sir. Like, put the shit on or get the fuck out because, like, I can swipe right on somebody else. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yes. Um, while we're here on the set, <laughs> yes. let's jump into the, the fucked up situation. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you did. I called that her father raped this girl oh, yeah. early on. I was like, this father did something. That's why he's so fishy. Yep. I, it's the one part I don't love about this movie is the whole thing around the essay stuff. I just. My, my thing with that, which is definitely going to be my hot take is even though it would have been obvious, I do wish that she had been part of getting the revenge on them. I do wish that it had been at least a little bit Laura Lee doing some of the stabbing. Like maybe we had two killers. Again, I know that's too close to scream home. Um, but I do think that would have helped resolve some of that because right now you have, this woman was assaulted. She had a son out of the assault and then she abused the son and now the son wants revenge. And so now she's also kind of a villain. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because we do have, she's a victim, right? Because we do have a cool commentary that men who do this shit, get away with it and go on to be the pillars of your community. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, y'all. Like, I'm a kid. I went to school in Warrensburg, Missouri, and then I went to grad school in Lubbock, Texas. Do you know how many of me need to be in jail? Do you know? Again, if I had a dollar, if I had a dollar, <laughs> every man was to be in jail. 
in an office right now. And so that could have been a cool conversation, but I think that by letting her son get the revenge, that's what fucks it up a little bit for me. And maybe if she had a daughter and she hadn't abused the daughter, but the daughter got revenge by like putting on men's clothing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it just feels very murky in this weird, like, I want to be for it because I like the whole revenge thing, but I don't think it's handled perfectly. (laughs) And I agree with you. I think it would be different if it were either her and him or if there was a female in that role that was getting the revenge. And maybe she is cross-dressing as a man. Maybe that's... yeah we needed a woman i i just inherently feel that whenever you have a movie where a woman is sexually assaulted and it's kind of a sexual assault revenge movie a woman needs to be holding a knife at some point um otherwise you're not doing what you think you're doing which is why i don't usually watch a lot of the sexual assault revenge movies because it's usually men mishandling it being like and these men are gonna get revenge for her i'm like fuck these men who are these men i don't care about semester Stallone. get him out of here i would rather she choke somebody <laughs> and muscle somebody down in her car in my style um but we don't get a lot of that yeah 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 i i agree no i, I this is definitely not n- nearly as wildly offensive as so many other movies but it's one of the things i think about and i'm just like but what if we could have done something else yeah yeah i yeah agree i yeah and i wholeheartedly agree there's at least 300 other films that are far more offensive than this that deal with sexual assault i've seen movies this year in festivals that are so much more offensive (laughs) and i'm just like well fuck y'all um again it's it's not being handled well and it's in part because nobody wants to let people who should tell stories tell the stories and when they do they like to interfere because they feel like the people who look like them are getting a bad deal do you know how hard it is to be a black woman writer? And when you have a white man as the villain, all the people who give you feedback are white men who feel offended. <laughs> Do you know how many times I get that shit? Because I'm not going to stop doing it. Because guess what the news says? I'm right. <laughs> I mean, survey says. Listen, <laughs> category is y'all keep fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> How do we change it? Stop fucking up. What? No, no, no. Um. <laughs> we have to fuck up. We have to fuck up. It's our birthright. <laughs> That's what this country was founded on. <laughs> fuck you, ma'am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But also, while we're talking about fun things, <laughs> that was my worst segue I've ever had. Um, <laughs> her chase scene is so funny, but also <laughs> so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just the fact back it up from the chasing the fact that they led him or no maybe it's after chasing they fucking led him to this goddamn party so he could just kill all these kids they led him there that's the last chasing I'm talking about the one in the school oh oh both chasings right, right. but the one in the school that because if they run into the science room and she climbs on top of cabinets and she's throwing things they open it <laughs> like the fucking exacto knife and i'm like girl what was your plan when you got up there but also because the 90s were all about the chase scene it was wildly inventive and different and so i i was laughing also pretty Murphy was giving as she gave the whole movie as usual as usual yeah but that chase yeah. scene is i mean i love a good chase scene period 
but yeah that was my favorite because you there was nobody to expect her to climb up onto the cabinet and keep throwing things or end up cutting a shark a plastic shark free to take them down i just <laughs> no other chase scene has ever surprised me this much in a legitimate horror movie because i mean we have the spoofs where we expect it and this is kind of spoofy. Right. This is, another reason this movie works is because it's blending in so many genres because it's so serious at times. And sometimes it's so fucking funny. Like for instance, the moment where her mother tells her that her father and the boys assaulted that woman, Brittany Murphy's giving you uh, like award-winning uh, a performance in that moment. And you're like, Oh fuck, this just got real fucking serious. And then we go back to, Oh no, tell me the story again. I have to put on my eyelashes. <laughs> Why are you wearing nail polish, Mr. J Moore? <laughs> so it's, the fact that we watched him get in drag <laughs> and then he was interrupted. So then he's already, it's like, yeah, already pissed off. Listen, like, can you imagine we did his full face in makeup? Because he would not have opened the door. He would have just been like, fuck it. I have to go kill this kid. I'll come here right back. Because makeup is hard. I've only worn it like three times in my life. Um, <laughs> but like, it's hard, y'all. <laughs> I bet I've worn makeup more than you have. I believe that. I definitely <laughs> Halloween was the first time I ever did full face and it was an accident because I went to cover up the bags under my eyes and I was like oh no there's too much makeup and it kept going and going and going and then I was like oh no am I doing some kind of face I don't know am I doing Trixie Mattel am I Trixie Mattel am I the problem am I gonna get cancelled like, I just I was like I might have created an ism tonight but I can't stop but also, I brought that beige when I was a different person. And now that I have not seen the sun in so long, anything looks different on my face. <laughs> That's pre-COVID makeup. It was. Because you know I'm not going to buy new shit. Like, <laughs> 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 um, we While we're in the makeup and mistakes, we got to talk about the wigs. Because all the, all the hair was bad. But the wigs specifically. <laughs> so bad. I just want to. Like. Peak bad. Peak bad. I'm obsessed with her and her mother. Um, to paraphrase <laughs> Scream 3. Because <laughs> Jody's wig and Marge's wigs. Like, they were having that intense moment. And, like, because I watched the movie a couple times, because I own it now. <laughs> I, I went back enough to where I can notice the wigs now. Because at first, you're like, Britney's really, like, the star of this fucking movie. Like, nobody else is on her level. People are doing fine. But Britney's like, hi, I will be getting Oscars someday. But, like, now that I've seen it, I'm like, yo, wigs are wiggy. The wig up top, when she's making out, I was like, it didn't even look like that. I, I don't know what I was doing. Was he fucking her in the hair? <laughs> because, like... <laughs> yes, I'm looking at screen caps from IMDb. And God, these wigs. Her hair is terrible. <laughs> Bangs are always, like... Listen. Doesn't, don't know which way they're going. I was just, like... I feel like her bangs were done because they already knew roughly what was happening to Courtney Cox on Scream 3. It was like, we would not be left out of the conversation. <laughs> We will not be. We too can do that to bangs. And that's why I want to hear the hair department's commentary track. Like, if anybody does a commentary track, I want it to be the hair department. I want them to be like, we did not to that man's hair because he was a little dick. Um, we had to Brittany Murphy because it's the last week we had. And we're so sorry. Um, yeah, her, she in some of these shots, she does literally have the Courtney Cox Scream 2 haircut or Scream 3 haircut, except it's like an inch longer. It's just enough to where she can save it because she's got right. her face and Courtney Cox have different shaped faces. And so like while oh, yeah. that is a bang that's happening to nobody, 
Like you can mask it better with her shape. Also, her eyebrows and her eyes are always doing something. And so you're like so drawn in. It takes you a minute to realize how bad the wig is. Because you're like, oh, it's a bad wig. But when you like look at it and you really sit with it. <laughs> look at pictures. Look at screenshots. It's offensively it's bad. Like, it's bad. When I was pulling pictures for this social media, I was like, there is no... <laughs> There is no good shot of this wig. <laughs> um, another thing that I am, I guess, grateful for is this movie came out before the invention of Twitter. Because this movie rolled out after Twitter's invention. Can you imagine the riots that we would still be seeing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Twitter loves a riot, though. Listen, luckily we can all be like, nostalgia glasses, that was then. It's not something new. Because the discourse would not be, let's talk about this. How can we reframe that? It would be like, no! And you're an idiot if you're offended! Oh, and it's just like, it's not that deep. I think that we can all do something not that. I also, before I stop talking about this movie, I must say, I don't give no shits about her dad. Um, I, I don't. Like, they were like, oh, no, he's gonna maybe get killed. I'm like, good. Get, uh, good. Go find those other two men outside of town, too. Right. And I have thoughts about the ending, too, which I'll get to in my hot take. But I've already ruined mine, yeah. girl. You might as well. We, we ruining hot takes tonight. <laughs> Welcome to Fish Street. Well, I don't, I don't like that she covers for him in the end. Same. I don't like that. I mean, I tracked. I get that. But, like, I, that's not the that's not the ending I would want. It pisses me off because she was like, no, mom, he raped her. And then, like, because they had, a, I guess, a silent heart-to-heart where they were both chained up in the basement, she's like, no, he's my daddy. And I'm like, no, no, your daddy was an awful man. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Because, like, right now, it's like, I don't know why he would do this. Why would he kill people? You know why. You know why. And you right. know the other two men are still out there. Right. Probably right. government officials. One might be president. Like, I just... <laughs> I feel like if you're going to be about it, you need to be about it. You can't be like, well, if somebody in my circle does it, then I'm going to be okay with it. Um, no, 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 no. Well, it, it, it's we need to be okay with holding our friends accountable. Yes. Friends, fathers, lovers. Everybody. All of it. All of it. Because like we are recording this because we ended up having to move this recording a few times. So we're recording this the day that Jonathan Majors was found guilty. And the whole tips are out. Um, they are they are saying all the wrong things, and I'm just like, so when somebody who's not in the new Ant Man um hurts somebody, you can care, but because you like this actor, it's a frame job. All all the receipts don't matter. Why does the goalpost right. always, why does the goalpost always fucking move? So okay, <laughs> we got a little time. Let's talk about Timmy. Justice for Timmy. I love him. Love him, love it. Like I said, I love that there was this. Which, another thing, like, wish I would have known about this movie so much longer, longer ago. Cause fuck, but like, it tracks that he didn't survive because who is the first person that gets fucked over in this weird hetero virginity, not virginity situation, purity culture, queer people. Every fucking time. Like I said, when I was taking sex education, there was nothing to educate me about sex. Nothing. I used queer as folk to learn about sex. Like, that's all I had. Because that's what America gave me. So the people that truly suffer from this... I mean, not truly suffer, because women suffer as well. I'm not trying to say that. But people who suffer from this uh, as well is queer people. Like, every fucking time. And no one talks about it. No one talks about the fact that you know, we're not given any, like I said earlier, we're not given any education to help us learn about our own sexual beings and our own sexual health. Then on top of that, we're told that we're wrong on an atomic level from the age of, I don't know, four or five, when you want to play with dolls and you're a, 
a AMAB person or you're an AFAB person and you want to play football, like you're told that you're wrong and all this. And like, and that's the ground, like the, the foundation of you as a person is what happens to you when you're a child. And like, so even though I loved him and I was sad to see him get got it tracks with the themes that they're playing with in this movie. I do wish he had more scenes. And I also, he had to go because he, he was going to figure it out. He was an investigative journalist. He was on the fucking mission. But also, just to your point, it's because we live in a society where you're supposed to have missionary sex and die of boredom um, and keep all your things you actually enjoy secret because it's vanilla or nothing. Um, and that's not how anybody rolls, which is why so many people who pretend to live that life are having so many fucking affairs and being caught on camera <laughs> doing things. <laughs> um, at fucking Beetlejuice too, giving handies. Like, just say, let your freak flag fly. I forgot who used to say that. I'm sure the person's canceled, but just let it fucking fly. Be like, this is what I'm into. It's like that one fucking meme. Oh my God. That one meme. I forgot. I'm I'm gonna butcher it, but it's basically like, I'm sorry, some of y'all can't come unless you're caught in a bear trap, so I put you in the throat. If that's what you into, go get it. Like, but don't be all like, no, I go to church on Sundays and I have good thoughts and nobody touches me below the waist. For who? Who's the lie for? You're 45. We figured it out. You're getting it. What? <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because also this movie also shows not only does this culture and this obsession with virginity and sex with teenagers harm queer people? It also, like I said, harms straight women because they're taught from an early age that you're wrong. That if you have impure thoughts, that you're the problem, not the dudes. Or if a dude has impure thoughts on you and it's and sexually fault. assaults you, it's your fault. Yeah. Right. We distracted him. Um, why, <laughs> why, tank tops? why were you wearing that? Yeah. Right. You, why, you know. Remember when schools were like, you can't wear tank tops, it distracts the boys. Well, then tell the boiler how to read and get on my fucking cleavage. I am also just tired of this idea that women are supposed to enjoy sex, which is also part of this big deal, is that we're not supposed to fucking enjoy sex. During the girls' monologue, which is getting the girls ready, she's like, you're on your own, bitches. If you're not masturbating, you're not going to come. But you got to get it in so you survive. So just go ahead and get it over with. But like... The real world. Like, do you know how many do you know how many people have added themselves on the social medias with no woman orgasms? That's fake news. And I'm just like, so your partner's never had a good night with you. Thanks for yeah, saying you're yeah. bad at sex. I always assumed, <laughs> but I don't know why you need to confirm it. <laughs> Again, like I said, just because you have social media does not mean you need to broadcast everything. Listen, every time, every time a politician tries to climb in a women's business, they out themselves. They out themselves all the fucking time. It's like, you've never even seen a vagina. I'm as what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you've never been in the same room as one, and you're trying to dictate what I do with mine. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> right, right. Oh, God. All right. Do you have any more notes before we get to hot takes? I think we've done all we can. <laughs> this was a good movie. I I fucking love this movie. And I'm I'm happy we bought it, even though AMC was like, aha, bitches, nah, just spent the money. I got it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, let's go ahead and reiterate our uh, hot takes for those <laughs> that need reiteration from previously in the episode. I can expand on my hot take um, because I actually did already. Yay, past me. Uh, <laughs> 
a little part of me wishes Laura Lee was in on the stabbing. I know it would have been too obvious, but I think that her and Leonard could have tag teamed these fools. And that would have also been confusing to be like, wait, you said she was over there. Why is she over there? And I also would have loved to had seen Jody kill her dad inside with them to at the end and just be like, bam. And then be like, I'm sorry he did that and I don't know what else to do, but also he's an awful shithead person. <laughs> and that's their secret. She's like, I don't know what happened to my father. Oh no, I, it was not me. Nobody's a sex with women anyways. That would be, that'd be interesting. I like that. It would have been cool. That helps my, that helps my really biggest issue with this movie is that she covers up for her father at the end of the, at the end. Like I can handle the essay stuff. I can handle the treatment of Timmy. I can handle the cross-dressing. It's just, that to me is the, a little bit uh, too far over the line. Like I needed, and I, you know, I can handle a lot of the other issues in this movie fairly well. Like I can get over them pretty easily. I, I just can't get over that one part. I just wish that that was not done. And I, cause I also don't understand the point. It feels like she went on this cool-ass journey and she was like, I'm thinking for myself and I'm not afraid of sex anymore even though I still want to be a virgin. And I found out all these things. I have all this justification. I know my dad's an awful person. And then at the end, she's like, I'm back to being a good girl because I'm falling in line. I'm going to keep this secret with my mother. Who also, fuck her mother. Fuck her. If you marry a rapist, fuck you. Just so you're clear, we're not friends. And when you know. Right? Right? It's not like this was new information. It's like, they did that in high school, but he was innocent because he'd been drinking. Bitch, fuck you. Fuck the women who cover for rapists. Um, <laughs> that is a whole that is a whole thing that sends me to fucking hell. Because it's one thing for you to be like, I hate women. It's a thing for you to be like, I hate other women so much. <laughs> I'm going to not only help him get over this, I am going to marry him and have a daughter with him. Yeah. And then we'll listen to him talk about like her virginity. I, I just I, I'm <sighs> America. Burn the men down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I <laughs> that's like I got some of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into our, our, our drink ratings here, Sheree. How many drinks are you giving this one? I'm giving her three drinks, but all of them are very hairy. Oh. A, <laughs> a, a hairy navel, maybe? Oh, ooh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> See, I'm giving her Three sex on the beaches, because you got to have that. And then a shot of, let's see, what should we give her a shot of? Let's Something give hard. her <laughs> give her a blowjob shot. I'm sure there's one out, yes. one out there. Oh, yeah, there is. You've not had a blowjob? <laughs> you know, well, you've well, not had, <laughs> you know, had a blowjob shot. It's like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm tired, y'all. <laughs> like, I It's got cream in it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cream and alcohol me. I no, I don't trust it. I think you have what an honor of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm giving her three sex on the beaches and a blowjob shot because that's what she needs. That's a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the end of this season, what was one of your favorite movies we've covered, Trent? Or episode. We didn't talk about this, y'all. Again, not edit it. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> I gotta pull up a cheat sheet because I don't remember all the shit we do because we do a lot. Uh, <laughs> you go first. Oh damn! Way to throw back at me. Um, 
we we actually had a really good streak of guests um at the time it was coming out like i definitely cackled during our bram stoker's dracula bram stoker's dracula <laughs> i don't know why i won't get that man's name right <laughs> we also had evil tyrone come through for idle hands but again all right 13th episode with midge and glitter burrito our usual jamie <laughs> um we had a good season I don't know why I'm like this yes. information. I was here. I'm like, we did stuff. Go us. <laughs> like, Look at us. Like yeah. Us. <laughs> Get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree. My favorite episode uh, was our Friday the 13th final chapter. Yes. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that one. Um, <laughs> we were on here for three hours after that movie was done. <laughs> that was um, fun to edit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite movie we covered, I'm gonna go with Death Becomes Her. I was thinking about that one because um, we had Jesse um, on for that one and that was a good time. I yes. Favorite movie is hard because like, you know, I love Satan Slaves 1 and 2. That is Ooh, yeah. that is my bread and butter. Um, you also know Creep 1 and 2, they got me. Uh, <laughs> I'll be there for three, no questions. I'm just like, get weird again, sir. Um, mm, talk to me too. Talk to me. Also talk to me fantastic. The, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I I think I don't know if it's my favorite or not anymore. I, it's been so long since I wrote my list because we had our top tens in um, last week, and I was a little overachiever this year because I already knew. I think she's still number one. I think she's still number one for this year for me. Only people yeah. on the Patreon know that before anybody else posts to. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Cherry Falls and our favorites from this past season. Thank you, everyone, for listening and making Season 7 such a good-ass time. We've had a blast. A sexy seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> Loan me a cigarette. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting killed in Cherry Falls. How you doing? I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work, work harder. harder. <laughs> all right y'all we will see y'all next year for season eight who knows what we're gonna get up to i don't (laughs) (laughs) all right and as always make sure that you stay fierce out there Mm -hmm.